Swain Event, SwainEvent.com. We are live here at Betty Chevrolet. BettyChevrolet.com, home of the warranty for life. It is a beautiful Monday. The sun is out. The air is smelling good. Birds chirping. They're happy. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy except for Mizzou fans. You're not happy. Or Arkansas fans. You're not happy. Or Ole Miss fans. You're not happy. Or but, Florida fans. Yeah, but I'm happy. Tennessee fans are happy. At least you should be this morning. Um, let's go to the text box. Uh, we did touch on this earlier during the show, but we'll um, you know we'll address it again. Um, a couple of people asked about Jalen Hyatt. Moose says you may got you guys may have already addressed this, but where's Hyatt? Jake from Nashville says, is Jalen Hyatt still banged up or concussed or just struggling, been a little non-existent? Well, I kind of addressed a little bit earlier in the show. You know, didn't didn't mention names, but he was one of the guys that played a lot earlier in the season, and um, he's not playing as much. And that's, you know, throw him in the same boat as um, Callaway, Jimmy Callaway, and uh, Jalen Wright. Those three, three young guys that was playing a lot earlier in the season – but are not so they gotta they gotta get in it, get in into gear and understand that everything is earned, nothing is given, and they gotta respond to the challenge because Tennessee offense looked the best they've looked all season long without those guys. So you need to take that as a sign to get in the mix, buy in hundred percent. Not saying they're not bought in, but make it apparent and do everything that you need to be doing to help your team win and get back on that football field. So uh, I think Tennessee's going to need those guys later on in the season. They just didn't need them Saturday. But, no, didn't hear anything about those guys being hurt. They just didn't get burned. So there's a old saying with coaches is the message just gets to the brain a whole lot faster. There's a message, it's a signal that when you sit on the bench, there's a message that goes from your butt to your brain. It's the fastest way and the easiest way to get your message across to a player that's not doing what you want them to do. And so let's let's see how they respond. What was your favorite play of the game? Um, Ty and Evans run because you saw Ollie Lane in the background. He's happy. <laughs> but that was a favorite play of the game because I thought about his comments last week, mm-hmm. and he was literally backing his com- comments up from that run. I'm pretty sure Tennessee, when he said that, was, ooh, got a little scared, got a little nervous. They cringed when he was like, oh, yeah, we're going to have some fun this week. That is that is bulletin board material that you don't want if you're Tennessee. Um, but he backed it up. And now he is set to be on Tennessee Prime tomorrow. So it's my favorite run oh, because – You're, yeah. you're going to like Tyon Evans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, well, I, I like him just in his, you know, with his play, but I like him more wise. because he has personality. Um, but you know, he's going to be out there at Tennessee Prime. You know, he, he has he has a kid, so that'd be a good opportunity for him uh, to put some put some put some some bread in his pocket. So yeah, that was that was that was my that was that was my favorite play, man, just for multiple reasons. Yeah, I think that would be my my favorite. And plus, it's not every day that you see a ninety-two yard. <laughs> Refreshing touchdown. Um, it, it hasn't been done around Tennessee here often. Not that it's done elsewhere often. I know Eric Gray had his 94-yard rush against UAB in 2000. 
in 19. It was the longest rush since then, uh, and it and it trailed only like two other rushes for the longest in in Tennessee history. I'm trying to to get it pulled up. Here we go. Uh, Evans' 92-yard rushing touchdown was Tennessee's longest rushing touchdown since Eric Gray had a 94-yard touchdown against Vanderbilt, not UAB. Sorry. Uh, the 92-yard 92, 92 rush was the third longest in program history, trailing only Eric Gray and Kelsey Finch. Kelsey Finch had a 99-yard touchdown at Florida in 1977. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Good to see him in the record books. And he was rolling, man. Those knees were high. Oh, the toes yeah. was up. He was eating them lines up, man. He was riding. <laughs> he, he, was, was, he was moving. He was not going to be caught. But that that was my favorite play. Jeremy Banks' interception, probably number two for me. Oh, yeah. The, the pressure from Solomon Page to hit Bazelak and, and force him to rush his throw and, and not only rush the throw but make a, a bad throw and a bad decision. And then Jeremy Banks making a great play on the ball and then Banks bringing out the running back in him and, and returning it all the way to the one-yard line. Just a, a whole lot to like on that play. Blockers downfield for Banks, too. It, it was awesome. And that that was the play that signaled, okay, Tennessee is slapping these cheeks today. Like Missouri, uh, y'all y'all just sit back and take this L because because Tennessee is here. Yeah, man, that was earlier. I was gonna make a point during the show and um, pushed it off because we had some callers, but I'll make it now about 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 the defense. Um, guys, they they bothered Baselight. Mm-hmm. And got him off his spot and, and, and got to him, hurried him. And Mizzou didn't really allow folks to do that this season. Nope. So for Tennessee to be able to do something that, that no one else has really been able to do, that speaks to um, their week of preparation. That speaks to his defensive coaching staff doing a great job of coaching, putting these guys in positions to be successful. Um, just – just overall, man, the coach staff has done a great job getting more with less. So, look that, forward to seeing what happens when we get more talent. That's a great way to put it, doing more with less. Because this this defensive staff is is putting guys in positions to, to win. And they, they just do all the simple, fundamental defensive things correctly. Swarming to the football. Uh, tackling hasn't been a, a huge issue. It, it's It's been – I mean, you, you've seen missed tackles here and there, but it, it's not been a, a glaring issue like it has been for Missouri. But, again, just gang tackling and, and, and swarming to the football. It, it's not one guy putting the team on his back or the defense on his back. It's, it's everybody chipping in, doing what they're supposed to. And I tell you something I, I noticed – against Missouri Swain is is some more variations of of blitzes whether it's a, a four-man rush or a five-man rush uh, whether it be a, a guy acting like he's coming off the edge and then dropping back uh, in, in coverage you saw a little more of that this week and not only that but on the same play uh, Danico Slaughter coming up and, and blitzing at the same time as Byron Young dropping back in in coverage that's what happened uh, on the the Bazelak interception, it looked like Slaughter and Byron Young were, were both coming off the edge. And Slaughter did come off the edge. Byron Young dropped back in cover coverage. 
Jeremy Banks dropped back in coverage, and they brought Solon Page on the blitz, and, and the O-line did not pick up Solon Page, and he hit Bazelak square in the in the chest and, and again, forced the interception to, to Jeremy Banks. So you're, you're seeing different variations of blitzes, too. Uh, and, and it seems like Tim Banks is, is starting to get into his bag, so to speak. So I, I really like what the defensive staff is is doing right now, as well as the offensive staff looked on, on Saturday. The defensive staff may be doing an even better job just because the offense has more talent, in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. Neil Mafia, I went back and looked at the game. The receivers did a good job, even in the second half, of holding second-level blocking, great habits. Uh, certainly an improvement for sure with the receiver position. So they've responded. Don't need that moving forward. Um, we'll see here. Volville says, what's, what's good? He's been gone for a minute, but happy to be back. Oh, yeah, now you're back. Now you're back when Tennessee get that 60-burger on the scoreboard. He says uh, the win was nice. But I was happy to see it for the guys. They got the results based on the work put in. Boy, was I wrong about the quarterback situation. That's okay, though. I'm happy to be wrong about it and happy for Hendon. Great great guy and teammate. Well, here's, here's, here's a good thing. I think the coach staff was, was wrong about Joe Milton, right? I mean, but that's okay because everything that they – that he showed you was that, hey, we, we gave him every situation in practice. Uh, he passed the test. But when you saw who was the right quarterback for this offense, he got him in. He got him in, and he got him prepared to play, and he's he's playing his best football. And that's what coaches is, is all about, man. You make adjustments. Um, you play to a player's strengths, and they've done that with Hendon. So uh, Hendon right now is the best for, for this team, and, I'm happy for him because, you know, the story that they tell on TV about, about Hendon, you know, having a bout with COVID um, and, you know, how he made promises to himself to just give everything that he had to the game of football. Um, if he can just, you know, make it out healthy, I mean, he's doing that. So easy to root for Hendon Hooker, really easy. He's a cool guy too, just listening to him speak a, a couple of times. Hasn't done media a ton but when he has, he's he's been as as cool as the other side of the the pillow. Just a a laid back personality, and just kind of seems to go with the flow. And you know, I love the the saying that that you stay ready, so you don't have to get ready. And that's kind of been what what he has been preaching the last couple of of weeks. Uh, I can't remember if it was after the Florida game or this this past Saturday after Missouri, but he was asked just kind of about his his mindset coming out of camp and Joe winning the job. And, and he said that it was a simple mindset of just cheering on his teammates and being the best teammate that he can be while also preparing to to go in at a moment's notice. Uh, it, it only takes one play, and he just wanted to be prepared if, if his number was called. And Lo and behold, his number was called because Joe Milton got hurt, and he's he's taken the job and and he's run with it. So I, it's hard not to root for Hendon Hooker, like you said, Swain. For for sure, for sure. Uh, going back to the text box, AK Adams says I got a new dog Saturday named Knox. Must be good luck. So uh, man, congratulations, Adams, on your new dog, man. Hope it ain't a bulldog though. 
down. I'm just joking. Congratulations. Dogs are freaking awesome. Uh, Alex says that Coach Eckler make the kickoff unit walk back to teach them to stay in their lanes, maybe carry a rattlesnake and a milk carton around campus to teach the importance of containment. And now, I mean, hey, that was a, that was a, the, the the biggest negative from the game, and that is going to be harped on in practice. I bet you that. I bet you that. Elsie uh, Vall says, thought about you, Swain, when Keaton got that block on Pierce's touchdown run uh, at the end. Uh, the receivers had different energy Saturday. They did. That's and that's that. That's the standard. That's the standard. That's the standard. We on we on DB's butt in the running game, and we make guys pay in the pass. We we run good routes. We catch the football. Uh, you know, we're never the weakness of an offense. Like, no, nah, man. That's that's the standard. That's the way it always should be here. So, uh, it was good to see that on Saturday. I like the the veteran group. One through three. I really do. It, it's working well, and it worked Saturday. Now, can we just get one of the youngsters to take a step forward and be that, that fourth and fifth guy? Because you're going to need more than three. Well, short term, you're right. Long term, it, it's, it's even more important because you're going to have three players, three or four players graduate that receiver. And it's super important for these young guys to, to come along and, you know, make sure that the right people are saying the right things and these guys are here uh, when they are, you know, sitting a little bit more than they did early in the season. So they respond the right way. Because if any one of these guys hit the transfer portal um, because of this little bump, bumpy patch right now, then Tennessee's going to have to go out and really, really, really struggle to uh, have a, a – Six, seven receiver group next year. Um, so, I, short term and long term, man, support for these young guys to to get it going and play with confidence and do what the coaches at, you want them to do and can, you know make plays on the football field. Uh, let's go to the phones and Papa T and SC Vol Nation. Good morning, sir. Morning, family. How y'all doing, man? Man, we are wonderful. We are blessed. We are blessed, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. Just a great weekend uh, watching uh, Tennessee actually go out there and uh, execute and do something that, like I said, none of us really we were, we were hoping to see one day. We just didn't know when. <laughs> you know, a wing and a prayer type of a thing. Uh, but uh, to see them go out there and execute and play for each other, uh, you can see how, you know, I was excited about Coach Hype just because – uh, you, you you look at the history of quarterback development. He had an offensive identity, but what he did also was listening to the the people from UCF and everywhere he's been. He genuinely cares, loves, and has an interest in a relationship with these players. And culture and environment is significant. Uh, whenever you want to put something uh, that you care about uh, and you want it to develop, you got to place it in a in a good environment. All right, mm. and I think for a person out looking outside in, he has definitely changed the culture and the environment on the hill. And these kids uh, are responding to that on the football field. They're playing for one another. You can see each and every week how they're growing and developing. Because he talked about how you know every week he wanted to see change, every week he wanted to see growth, every week you know want to see development, and more and more they're buying in. And no more than so than we're so accustomed to Tennessee making a great play 
make an explosive play, but messing it up with a penalty, doing something mm. stupid. And as soon as Jay Banks made that pick, I was like, oh, that's great. And I went, oh, <laughs> in, in my head, you know what I'm saying? But he almost got to the end zone, which was awesome. But they did everything right without making a mistake that could hurt the team. And that, to me, was promising because I was like, wow. And, you know, maybe we look at the interception, maybe we look at him almost scoring and things of nature. I looked at the dynamic of what they did in the context of helping him get there, which was not doing things stupid to hurt the team. And to me, that was growth and development. And that goes back to the culture and what he's actually doing. You know, saying you, you've been, the guys have been talking about uh, Milton in the hooker. We hadn't heard anything about the Harrison Baileys of the world now because we realized that Coach Hype understands what he's doing. And he, he took Milton in, and the concern was could Milton come in in the fall, pick up everything, and utilize his ability to, and the assets that he's been given to go out there and produce on the football field. And he's a he's a little bit behind in in certain areas that we need him to be actually up on. Hendon Hooker's experience and his consistency, now that he's settled in, uh, is blossoming into something special. And the team, particularly offensively, is rallying around him. I mean, to see Velas Jones and Ty Evans out there and the team in general, but those two specifically, uh, are flourishing with him in the game. And so it's exciting to see that. So I want to see this continue, this excellence, this execution, this confidence, uh, this, this snowball effect where this discipline that we're using, you know, to continue on against USC. Because if we can go out there and execute against USC, against the Gamecocks, and beat the brakes off of them, uh, this 7-5 and five thing that I was talking about at the beginning of the season, I didn't know how it was going to work out. I just knew that we had the potential of, of being 7-5. and five. We've got Vanderbilt and we've got What's that? Alabama and South Alabama, whoever on the That's two victories right there. All right. But looking at the schedule, now you've got Kentucky, who is beatable, all right, mm-hmm. as well. And so between USC, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, and South Alabama, that could be four wins. And I want to see how Ole Miss responds. Because that's going to be an interesting game if we continue to progress and the confidence continues to brew and the discipline and the execution, not beating ourselves, but going out there and playing, I won't say flawless football, but quality football without doing things to set ourselves back. I don't think as many people we can't beat. Now, of course, Georgia and Alabama are just in a whole different category. You know what I'm saying? Correct. So I'm excluding those two, even though I'm not saying that, you know, one day we couldn't do it. Could, could do it this year. They could be have an off game. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But there's no one else other than those two on the schedule that I believe that we don't have a chance against. And so um, I'm excited about what, what's happening. Uh, I'm not too hype. I'm always hype on the hype train as far as Coach <laughs> Hype himself as a coach. But like I said, just like everyone else, uh, I think we're on the brink of seeing something special. I still think, you know, we're a year you know, or two maybe away to where, you know, we really can just see Tennessee just take off and just run away with things because I think he's still got to get his players in here. we still got to recruit. But overall, man, I'm I'm very pleased. I'm very excited. And I can't wait to Saturday. Hopefully we can beat these Gamecocks down so I can walk around with my shirt on around here and uh, flex at Clemson and at USC. You know what I'm saying? Because Clemson's they little say station is so sad right now. It's just hilarious. I, I just listen to it just to laugh and get and get some kicks out of it because they're making up all kind of excuses. They still try to compare themselves to Alabama, 
And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know what I'm saying? And then they're making all these excuses about their team and everything. I said, you guys just suck. That's just, it just is what it is. Y'all, y'all are a bad <laughs> football program, you know? And they don't like to hear that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But it's yeah, all bad good. Bad, bad football team right now. Pro- program, yeah, program is, you know, it's, it's still one of the top programs in the country. And, you know, Dabo got to make a decision, um, Vol Nation, and thanks so he much does. for the phone call. Dabo got to make a decision, Vol Nation. You going to get in the transfer portal or you going to be stubborn? Oh, he's going to change. Because Dab- Dabo has a way of doing things where, you know, he doesn't, you know, he's not going to offer you until you commit and – you know, if you commit, you're not going to take any more visits. And he just refused to get into the portal. I saw David Pollock talk about how uh, Clemson lost 20 guys in the portal and they didn't get one. So, Dabo, you better adjust or this could be, you know, what you are facing moving forward. And that is struggling against the likes of, you know, Georgia Tech um, and struggling against Wake Forest and losing to NC State. I mean, this could be what goes on with you. If you don't want to adapt. So, you know, we'll see what happened with Clemson, man. They won and was moved out of the top 25. So, that tells you what people think about, about them. Boo-boo. Yeah, man, it's been, you know, it's been, um, it's been interesting there at Clemson. Let's see, let's I'd see what happens, I'd love to see Tennessee man. play Clemson right now. Oh, yeah, this be a perfect time. Perfect time to play them right now, for sure. Let's play them, Florida State. Nebraska, let, let, let's line them up. Let, yeah, absolutely, let, absolutely. Let, let, let's not play Michigan. Nah, they look good right now. They, they might. They, this might be the year they beat Ohio State. Oh, man. oh, oh! By the way, um, all you national media members who were on Greg Schiano's jock last week, where y'all at this week? Oh, get they get you, you get your nose off the jock this week, man. Your jock shoot. sniffers. Oh man! Oh man! Um, Volville says, boy, did we dodge a bullet not getting Clemson offense coordinator, which I don't understand that take because he wouldn't be the offense coordinator here. He would be the head coach. So that doesn't mean that he wouldn't be a good head coach. That doesn't, that doesn't mean anything. Um, that, you know, he's, he's struggling with a quarterback who's not Trevor Lawrence and Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson. I mean, off, Dabo didn't do a good job of replacing 20 guys in the transfer portal. So, um, I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to go that far to, to 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 say that Tony Elliott wouldn't have been a good coach just because Clemson is not in top 25 this year. Dabo's a head coach, and he's made some missteps too. Uh, offensively, they've made some missteps too, but that doesn't mean he wouldn't be a good head coach. doesn't mean he would be, a, you know, it doesn't mean that he'd be good or bad. It's just I just don't see the correlation. Um, Vaughn Nation mentioned – you know, Hendon Hooker and, you know, Tyon Evans and guys on offense. And uh, Javante Payton uh, is a guy that, man, he, he has right now more touchdowns in uh, five games at Tennessee than he, he has had all year at Mississippi State. And last night he was on the locker room. And during the uh, locker room there's a segment called Player's Perspective. It is when I sit down with the player and we just, we just chop it up for five, six minutes. And so – I want to give everyone opportunity to hear my conversation with Javante Payton uh, here in the Swain event. So uh, we will take a break, seems, and then we'll come back with with that uh, audio. So 865-255-03, right back.
For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Good morning, Swain Event family. Several of you, like Ben McKee, have reached out to me for real estate assistance this year, and I want to say thank you. I appreciate your trust in me to ask questions and help you navigate the real estate world. That's right, Jennifer. Buying a home is a scary process, especially for a first-time home buyer. Jennifer recently helped my wife and I buy our first home and made the entire process seamless. Her willingness to go above and beyond is what sets her apart. As always, feel free to give me a call. Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897 or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics, so we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knoxville for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. More and more Tennessee businesses are switching to Iris Networks for reliable, local, high-quality, high-speed business fiber internet. Iris provides direct internet access from 10 megs to 10 gigs with no payments for 90 days. Iris also offers next-generation business phones with work-from-anywhere capability from the mobile or laptop app. With local sales, support, and service, Iris is a partner in the community. Learn more at irisnetworkusa.com or call 865-448-IRIS. Iris Networks, a Tennessee business connecting Tennessee businesses. Hour 3 of the Swain event is brought to you by the Low T Center and lowtcenter.com. Do you know your numbers? Feel like you again. Let us help. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, live here at Betty Chevrolet, Parkside Drive. Hope you are having a wonderful morning, because uh, we are here on the Swain Event. Happy 
Big Orange win on Saturday. And uh, you can sport that Big Orange on your vehicle as you travel up and down the highways uh, with the new Power T checkerboard uh, license plate. And doing that, you will be supporting scholarships at UT with their students at the same time. The official UT license plates are now available from county clerk offices across the state of Tennessee. $15 of your $35 annual specialty plate fee will go to support student scholarships. Talk to your county clerk or visit alumni.utk.edu for more information. We've got some more information for you here, too, because we have audio queued up, my conversation with Tennessee wide receiver Javante Payton, who has been on a little bit of a touchdown streak in the last couple games, man. Tennessee Tech had a touchdown. uh, Florida had a touchdown. And uh, this week had a touchdown. uh, Explosive, explosive plays, which is why he was brought in. Speedy, experience, uh, it means something to him. He's right here from this state. So here's my conversation with Javante Payton. Well, Javante, two years ago, uh, I know I thought that you were going to be a Vol. I uh, went to another SEC school, but uh, Tennessee needed some receiver help and, and, and got you uh, this year. Take us through kind of what happened and how did it all come together for you coming to Tennessee. Um, you know, um, so after the, the spring game is um, basically where I kind of made my decision um, if I was going to transfer or not. And, you know, going into the, into the portal, you know, it's just about a thing about me picking the right spot for me where I feel more comfortable. Um, you know, just about where I feel I can go and make con- contribute to my team the best. And um, all the players and all the coaches, you know, before I even got here, they did really well with recruiting me and you know just making me feel welcomed. And you know, I just feel like this spot was the best place for me, especially with this being two hours from my hometown, which is Nashville. It was just like the great, the great spot for me to come at the time. So you knew in your heart Tennessee was a place for you. Yeah, uh, when did you know in your heart that you guys would beat Missouri the way you beat them? What, what, <laughs> what point during the game when you were like, oh, yeah, this is going to be a beatdown? Um, Tyon touchdown, probably. <laughs> after, after that big one, I was like, oh, yeah, we rolling, man. This is what we've been trying to get at, you know, since game one. And, you know, seeing all of my teammates come together and, you know, just go out there and, and work hard and play hard the whole, all four quarters, man, it was just great to see, especially with us having a very, very young team. It was just amazing going out there and seeing them guys execute. During, during, the, during this, the uh, season, you can see how close mm-hmm. you guys have been to hitting that big play. Uh, the ball's <laughs> dropped a couple yards in front of the receivers here and there. And it's simply about timing, get back to the practice field and fixing those things. Uh, do you feel like you guys were super, super close, uh, hitting those big plays earlier in the most season? Most definitely, most definitely. As um, as you guys seen, you know, we had a lot of deep balls that was um, overthrown, you know, some that was dropped as well. And, you know, it was just about us going back and practicing and getting those little things down and, you know, us doing that every day, like I said, repetition, repetition, going out there, doing the same plays over and over again. You know, everybody just feels more comfortable. We get more connected with each other. And, you know, it shows on the field on game day like it did on Saturday. So after the game, Coach Hype was telling you guys this is basically the tip of the iceberg of what this offense could do mm-hmm. and basically to expect more. Now that you guys have kind of seen the fruits of your labor, now the belief level goes up even more, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It most definitely does. You know, with um, well, us going out there and doing what we did Saturday, you know, it's just that's a confident booster for a lot of guys. You know, um, team, my teammates going out there and seeing how we all executed together as a whole, you know, it just make guys want to go out there and just execute and, and make more plays for each other, you know. And one thing I really love about it is me being able to make the first play because it's like I feel like 
I, I kind of set the tone, you know, for the team. And as an older guy, that's what I want to do. Always, you know, go out there and just set the tone for them young guys and see you can ride off of me at all times. I got you. Every time you see Ezekiel Elliott from the Cowboys make a big play, he's always, mm. you know, feeding himself, eating. <laughs> yeah. And since Hendon Hooker has been the quarterback, man, you, you have been eating. So, <laughs> you know, talk a little bit about that connection between you and Hendon Hooker, two guys that have, you know, played a lot of college football, transferred in. And uh, right now you guys are – uh, making some big plays with the offense. Yeah, man, it just goes, like I said, it goes back to practice. Like, we have all, like, every period we go through where it's just, it was me and him throwing with each other. Let's say he, if I over, if he overthrow me on one or, you know, I drop one, it's always I'm going to him after the play. He's coming to me after the play and we trying to get things adjusted. So, you know, like I said, repetition and practice, us communicating with each other is really helping us on game day. And, you know, it's just going to get better from here. Take us through the the bus ride and the plane flight back to Knoxville. How fun was that? You guys singing, having a good time? Yeah, man. You know, you know, we have a lot of jokers on our team. So of course, you know, our jokers on the team made a lot of jokes, and we it was just a fun time. All laughs on the plane, all laughs on the bus. You know, it was just us about us bonding even even more on that on that bus ride and plane ride back home. You know, guys playing tic tac toe on the on the little seat. So it was just amazing. All of us having that great energy on the plane and bus, and coming back to our hometown and having fun. What do you think it's going to take to put together two straight wins? Um, we've won, we've lost, we've won, we've lost, we've won. Uh, but now what does it take, in your words, in your opinion, to now follow that great performance up from Saturday, do it again this weekend against South Carolina? Um, it's about what Coach Hype preached all the time. You know, we got to go, in, um, go into practice tomorrow, watch this film, um, and then move on to the next week. And it's about what you do leading up to the game. You know, um, you can't just come out on Saturday and think, you know, everything going to fall into place. Last week we did a really good job with everybody buying into the, the, to the process that weekend. You know, it showed on Saturday. So, you know, it's just about us coming in this week, making sure everybody's all locked in for these, these next four days. We're going to get it done. And, you know, hopefully we come out on Saturday. SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Um, man, we gotta gotta come out and do the same thing. Come out and do the same thing on Saturday. Swain, you know uh, how I know Hypel is is getting to his team that that guys are bought in. Not everybody, because under a first year head coach, not not everybody is going to be bought in. You're going to have your handful of guys who who are going to be hard-headed. Heck, that's on every football team, even for Nick Saban. I'm sure there's guys on Nick Saban's team that aren't all the way bought in yet. But you know how I know this, this football team has, has bought into Josh Heupel? Why is that? Because Javante Payton's answers are the same as Josh Heupel's answers. Oh, yeah. Speak They're the speaking language. the same language. That, that's always a great sign. Speaking the same language, my friend. That's, that is it. That is it. Speaking the same language. So good stuff from Javante Payton. It actually cut off a little sooner than I expected. So well, that uh, that that's my that's my fault. I uh, you texted me. I went to text you back, and when I texted you back, it stopped playing on my computer. So my bad. Oh, okay, okay, cool. Well, hey, let's uh, let's let's get the last part of it then, and I won't I won't text you anymore. <laughs> no, it wasn't you texted me. It Block you me. Texted you back. Here we go. It was it was like forty seconds left. So. Here's, yeah, here's man. Because I think the last, I think the last question is is, is the best part. Okay. So there may be a little overlap, but we'll uh, we'll let it ride out. Okay. No texting from Swain. <laughs>
Um, you know, he was pressed. And last week we did a really good job with everybody buying into the, the to the process that weekend. You know, it showed on Saturday. So, you know, it's just about us coming in this week, making sure everybody's all locked in for these, these next four days. We're going to get it done. And, you know, hopefully we come out on Saturday and do the same thing we did last week. Now, Javante, uh, in my playing days, I like to talk a little trash, too. <laughs> right. I was very impressed by your trash talk after the <laughs> touchdown and the fact that you didn't get a flag. Yeah. Uh, what did the DB do to you, man? Did he get you so upset okay, to make so you want to talk trash to him and embarrass him on national <laughs> TV like that? It was literally the play before <laughs> that. Um, you know, he was pressed, and he got a good jump off the ball. And instead of trying to jam me in my chest, he shot at my neck uh-huh. and, and basically choked me out the line. Uh-huh. So that was real disrespectful to me. Like it, it kind of like turned me up immediately. I was I was very mad after that play. So um, luckily, coach caught the right call right after that, and he didn't even know what happened. So it was the perfect play call. And after, as you see, you know he didn't press me no more after that. Yeah, when Javante goes in the beast mode, watch out, <laughs> watch out. Touchdowns on the way. Yes, sir. You're talking about trash talk. I'm more I love it. I love it. I love it right there, man. And that's like. You, you you don't know sometimes what, what goes on in the game. Uh, and that was just a really, really cool moment there, Javante taking us, you know, during that moment because uh, he uh, he scored a touchdown. Like, he had some things to say to that DB. So mm-hmm. it was cool to know, like, Javante was, was pissed off, man. The DB had, you know, shot at his neck on, on a, you know, on press and kind of kind of got him up a little bit. Uh, but Javante responded the best way you can respond instead of, you know, fighting and pushing and getting a 15-yard penalty, the best way to respond is beating for a touchdown. So that's what Javante did, and then he didn't have to deal with press coverage much after that. And this basically what we said last week is, you know, <laughs> these Mizzou DBs were not going to be able to run with our receivers, and that was the case. We didn't even have to throw deep balls on the outside uh, like we tried against Pittsburgh because uh, – Receivers were getting getting separation, getting open in other ways, and then the running game was was potent as well. So, uh, just a great performance, and uh, I've really enjoyed chopping it up with Javante, uh, especially you know off the camera before the show, and and uh, man, so happy that finally he was able to get here. Only got him for one year, but still, you know, the COVID year for him was a blessing for his for his career because it gave him another year to be able to come here and be using this offense. So. 865-255-03 is our telephone number to the IRS Networks hotline. 90 days, no payment for business internet. It is Ben McKee. It is Jason Swain. I'm live here at Beatty Chevrolet Parkside Drive. Man, what a a fun game that was for, for Tennessee. Is it an unwritten rule not to jam a receiver in the neck? Um, I mean, you can. Right. I mean, you, yeah, you can. So, no, I mean, I've never heard of an unwritten rule, but just just know that you're going to aggravate the wide receiver when you do that. <laughs> so, no, it's, it's not in the rule book. But it's, it's not, not like a, a low blow or anything like that? No, no. It's, no, it's fair game? It's a, no, it's a fair game. It's like a street fight. Just just you know? know that you're going to tick off the receiver? Yeah. I mean, honestly, if I was if I was coaching up Javante, I, would, <clears throat> I probably would have got on to him for letting it happen. I mean, how do you, you prevent know, it? You, you have your hands ready. <clears throat> you know, like it's you press coverage. Away. Well, have your hands ready. You know, our receivers have their hands down, and uh, for three years, I was allowed to have my hands down. But the third year, Trooper came in and was like, "I want our hands up. I want our hands up. Put our hands on the tray because I want you ready for a fight." 
He's like, if you get in a, a fight with somebody, you going to square up with them with your hands down? No, you're not going to square up with them with your hands down because they're going to punch you right in your face. So get your hands up ready to fight. And that's that's the, the thing I would tell Javante is, man, get your hands ready. Get your hands up, especially on press, because you know what they're about to do. He's about to try to strike your, your chest plate. So have your hands already up there. So that was that's what I would have said to Javante, to be honest. Like I would have gotten on to him about let, let him do that. Don't, don't even let him do it. The response was great, but don't even let a DB do that. So, but he responded the way you're supposed to. Let's go score a touchdown on him. But no, nah, that's no unwritten rule. Those those are supposed to be street fights. When you get when you get cover two as a defender, and you are the corner, you love it because you know that you can do that. You can be aggressive. You can jump at the line of scrimmage uh, because you know that your area is basically right where you're lining up. You can't do that on man-to-man because if you jump and miss, then it's over. It's bombs over Baghdad. But you you just you just got to understand, all right, it's two safety. The corner's a little bit outside of me. Chances are it's cover two. If it's cover two, chances are he's going to he gonna try to jump me and play physical. And then maybe you can see that on film too and be ready for that. So, you know, he called Javante, you know, slipping a little bit. But Javante got him back. He got him back. Let's get to uh, Triple OG Jamie on the Irish Network hotline. Triple OG Jamie, good morning, my friend. Don't it feel good to put up 62 points against the SEC opponent? It does. It feels wonderful. It feels wonderful. I, I mean, I, uh, hey, we, we could have had 70. We did have 70. <laughs> Yeah, we got yeah. Officially you got Detroit so. Lions twice on Saturday. I'm like, how's that not a touchdown two times? I'm just like, oh lord. I was like, I expect this on Sundays, not on Saturday. But then mm-hmm. remember that SC referees are the worst referees in all of college football. Um, but not great. It, yeah, I mean, if it's one thing, I mean, we got all these millions of dollars. How about we invest some some more in some referees that can actually do their dang job properly? Is that part of Triple O? Like, the SEC has better refs than the rest of college football. Like, if you go watch, like, a, an AAC game or a Pac-12 or ACC, those refs make SEC refs look like geniuses. It, it's it's amazing how poor officiating is across college football. I even saw Big Ten, and I was just like, good Lord, y'all making, you're making the SEC look like the NFL right now. I know. It, it's awful. <laughs> it's like, speaking of awful, uh, Swain, I would like to apologize for that terrible team that showed up on your home field yesterday. Um, I'm just going to say it. Don't I'm in for I another. Re- I, I'm in for another rebuild. Lord, I'm sick and tired of rebuilding. I mean, it's like I just need. I just want one win. I mean, but it, it ain't going to happen anytime soon. But I, I like to say that you know. Um, your boy reminded me of why I wanted to draft him this year. Um, that 64-yard, you know, pass. It also shows me why uh, we have the worst safety tandem in the whole NFL. Um, so thank you for exploiting that weakness. So I look forward to getting some new safeties in the offseason. I greatly appreciate you, you know, just, you know, helping me expedite that issue uh, out the door. 
I'm just, I'm just, I'm just sad for you, man. I'm just sad for you. I don't even, I mean, I don't have any trash talk for you. I can't even rub it in. I'm just, I'm just sad for you. It's like when, you know, you have some buddies that are Florida Gator fans and Alabama fans, you know, they don't even want to trash talk you anymore because, you know, you, you, they've beaten us so much, you know, and so you just, I don't even feel, I don't even, I, I can't even brag this morning, Triple O. Can't even brag, man. I thought I, we were going to lose. Man, I mean, who like this, man? How you ever, I mean, besides the butt fumble, have you ever seen a stupid fumble like that ever in your life? No. No, and it landed perfectly, perfectly to, <laughs> <laughs> to, the, to, the, to the to the Bears defender, man. I didn't get a chance to watch the game because I don't have I don't have a special NFL ticket. Uh, I was what game was I watching? You I find those illegal streams, Swain? Yeah, man. I like. I, I guess I haven't found the right one. I got you. I haven't found. Yeah, yeah, you gotta hook me up, man. Hook me up. Yeah, uh, but, yeah, you yeah, hook, yeah, yeah, hook up both your brothers, man. Hook us both. Hook, Hook me up next week because we play the Raiders this week, and I'm good. I don't think I'm going to watch that one. That's going to be a beat. No. Nah. Well, clear no, but then I'll, go. No, nah, I'll tell you this much. Now, that one was funny, though. I mean, the second fumble, he picked it up, and then he picked it. I just thought, I was like, oh, Lord, they're about to run it all the way back. Sorry, man. I'm just like, I'm like, man, how in the world do you be in a red zone and shoot yourself Three times in the red zone. I mean, it's one thing to have a turnover, right? But there's no worse turnover than a red zone turnover. No. It's like, it's like, all right, we're already losing in talent. We can't be turning the ball over when we're lacking talent. It's like, it's one thing if you make the mistake, right? Because everybody makes a mistake, right? You have, But you learn from it and you don't make the same mistake, right? Mm-hmm. Well, this team makes the same mistake over the last two weeks over and over again. If you know that you in, in man press, what are you supposed to do? Put your hands on the receiver. I'm glad you mentioned that. Put your hands on the receiver. Stop him from the release. At least slow him down. And then as a safety, the one thing you cannot do is be late. I ain't never seen, man, I, I promise you, man, my safeties run on CPT. They're on color people time every game. <laughs> I was ready for that. Oh, I'm, I'm only, only I'm so you, sorry. O. I'm so sorry, Triple O, man. I just, you know, you, you are right there from real close to going crazy, man. When you're laughing the way you're laughing, man, that is that is <laughs> evil person laugh, man. You about to go crazy. The Detroit Lions about to about to send you to um, probably you know insane asylum or something, man. You Triple know, O, yeah, I'm cool. straight jack. Yeah. If it makes you feel any better, my team sucks too. So we're in the same same well, boat. Yeah, you're right. Well, Ben, you kind of cursed them because you know. Remember when you said that whole triple O and sixteen joke, and <laughs> well, you ain't been right since. That, you cursed that, your own team. That is true. Although technically, I stole that from from Swain because he he tweeted at you that one time, and I took it and ran with it. Although I will yeah. say, the Steelers weren't going to win anyways yesterday. But that fourth quarter, when the Steelers were driving late, would have been a lot different had the referees properly called that blocked field goal that was returned for a touchdown. Joe Hayden was not offsides. And if nope, if wasn't. that if that's not ruled incorrectly, if it's a touchdown like it should have been, it would have been a 24-17 ball game in the fourth with the Steelers having a chance to tie it late. Do I think the Steelers would have tied it? No, because Big Ben no. is old, washed, and the offense sucks. But it, it changes the, the, the game there late in the fourth quarter. I, I, I mean, I, think about it. 
I feel your pain from a week ago. I mean, if you call delay a game, you put him back five yards, he ain't kicking a 71-yard field goal. Refs suck. Amen to that. Don't matter. NFL, SEC, high school football, middle school, elementary, peewee, they all suck. I mean, refs, they, refs suck. I, I, all right, all right, man. I mean, Joe Hayden was – he couldn't – Joe Hayden and Minka Fitzpatrick didn't start moving until the ball started moving. How can you be offsides if you don't move until the ball starts to move? And you are lined up on sides. Poor Triple O. Poor Triple O. I, I know y'all saw that that love connection between Mike Tomlin and Aaron Rodgers. I see what's about to happen. I actually, ain't slick. I actually did not see that. Did, oh, they, I were saw they, it. Were I, they pulling a Butch and, and Derek Mason? No, they, was locking, they, was locked down. they was locking eyes during the game, laughing. Oh, please. Please I saw, I saw, I saw Aaron Rodgers and Mike Tomlin batting their eyes at each other. Mm-hmm. Steelers uh, – Big Big Ben is old, but they have more issues than just quarterback. Their their old line stinks. Their receivers are soft. Hey, this is what's going to happen. Oh, I can see happening. Aaron Rodgers too injured. Aaron Rodgers, perfect fit to Pittsburgh, and he's going to attract players the same way Tom Brady attracted players to Tampa Bay, and they'll attract some offensive linemen that want that want to play with Aaron Rodgers. And want to play for play for Mike Tomlin, and there's enough pieces on defense to to fix things up. You got Watt, you got some guys in the secondary. Uh, I mean, you know, Minka, like like Aaron Rodgers coming in town. I think he's going to bring some other players too, and if the Steelers got a chance to bounce to back town. next year. If I'm saying if Steelers yeah, don't if, like but, to sign free agents, they like they like to do the whole homegrown thing. So we'll see well, if they're willing to spend money. But I yeah, do we'll I do like the Steelers' chances because. Like you would think Aaron Rodgers would, would want to go back home out west, but San Francisco has a quarterback. Yep. And all the Chargers. other California teams do, Herbert and Stafford. Yep. I, I guess the only one would be if if Derek Carr were to move on from the Raiders, but I, I don't see that happening. Oh yeah, Ben, you remember how you you ain't you, you ain't like my Air, my Arizona love at the beginning of the season? Remember that? It's on the Cardinal Love. Remember you ain't like that? I've always thought the Cardinals were good. So, no, I don't remember. Oh, remember, remember, remember I picked the Cardinals beat the Titans week one, and you was you, 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 you were talking about how A.J. Green was old. And That's the only this. thing I said was A.J. Uh, Green was old. I like the Cardinals. Cardinals are great. They might be the best team in football right now. Wait a minute. But you didn't, but you didn't say all that when we had this conversation. Because That's what I'm pointing out. I, I'm pointing out the only thing I remember slandering is A.J. Green. Yeah, you was, que- you was questioning like, the Cardinals. I don't recall uh, questioning the Cardinals. I, I recall questioning what you were saying about A.J. Uh, Green and keeping it at that, nothing further. Uh-huh. Uh, Titans, what y'all going to do? Because uh, they got issues. You got some problems. I, I, and I don't understand. Like, it's cool to have all these flashy toys, but what good do the flashy toys do if you don't fix the offensive line or the defense? And, and, and you've had the same issue year after year after year after year, and you don't fix the issue. And, and when you go back and, and look at their attempts to to fix the issues, Isaiah Wilson, it it, mm. it, it magnifies the issues even even more so. That that's an awful loss yesterday. Not to pile on, I want I'm I'm actually voicing frustration because I wanted the Titans to win, but ugh. Cardinals, you think the Cardinals are the best team in football right now? No. I would I would take the I know the Rams had a bad day yesterday, but I, I, I think I like the Rams the most. 
Yeah, I don't think the Cardinals are the best team, but man, they they're up there. They good, and the Cowboys, man, the Cowboys look good too. Man. I just don't trust the Cowboys' defense. Man, Diggs is playing lights out though. Yeah, he he playing he's playing lights out. Michael Parsons is is on his way to winning Rookie of the Year. Um, so yeah, I mean it was good watching some NFL football yesterday, man. It was good. Yeah. Uh, if you are t- feeling tired, grumpy, notice the weight gain or less. Loss of muscle mass. These are all these are all be signs of low T or low thyroid or even sleep apnea. Low T center can help determine the cause and help. And right now they're offering monitored self inject at home testosterone treatments, providing convenience and additional health monitoring measures for your safety, including a take home blood pressure monitoring cuff. Self inject at home treatments are one fifty five a month for self pay. Or covered by most health insurance at the low at the low T Center, most health insurance is accepted. And to book your annual wellness exam, just go to lowtcenter.com. Low T Center reinventing men's health care. So big week for Tennessee to follow up a win with another one uh, against a team that right now we are double digit favorites um, against. I saw twelve last night. Uh, someone earlier in the show mentioned ten. So, uh, Tennessee is picked to win this game, and, man. Should win. Should win. Should win. Should win it. Should win it. So, uh, Greg Askew says, I took the Jets. Titans had me and Swain starting a receiver yesterday. Uh, Easy money. Brandon from Charlotte says, Tennessee Tech has four votes in top 25. Is that a joke? Or what am I missing? Saw it on the ESPN app. Yeah, I saw that last night. All right, that has to be a typo. Tennessee Tech? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a typo. Ain't no way that's real. They lost. They got killed by Tennessee. Tennessee Tech, four votes. That has to be a typo. Has to be a typo. Yep, because um, Clemson, 96 votes. Texas A&M, 41 votes. Oregon State, 27. Baylor, 24. Mississippi State, 18. Uh, Virginia Tech, 13 votes. Stanford, 11 votes. Uh, University of Texas, San Antonio, 10 votes. Pittsburgh, 6. Fresno, 5. Tennessee Tech, 4 votes. Maybe they meant Tennessee and just accidentally added on the Tech part. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's Georgia Tech. I don't know. Speaking of, no, it ain't Georgia Tech because I was about to mention Pittsburgh slaughtered Georgia Tech on on Saturday. And maybe it's supposed to be Texas Tech. Cashville Fall says it's supposed to be Texas Tech. So... I'm going to choose to believe that it's supposed to be Tennessee, and they just accidentally <laughs> added on the tech. Let's see where Texas Tech is sitting. Uh, right now, they're sitting. I mean, they won. They've been winning. Well, they got smashed by Texas, uh, but it looks like they only lost one game. So it might be Texas Tech. They only lost one game. It's Tennessee. <laughs> I'm telling myself it's Tennessee. I'm with you, Ben. I'm with you. Smart to be with me. Nah. Half of the time. Hey, half, half, it, time. half is better than none. That's why I look half, at it. Half, a, half of the time. I mean, you did beat me on your SEC picks this week, though, for sure. Um, it was funny because I was over here, like, rooting for Bo Nix and Auburn. I was like, wait a minute. I picked LSU. What am I doing? <laughs> It's funny Bo how Nix when was, you pick something, it, it alters how you how you root for somebody. Yeah, man, Bo Nix was willing and willing and dealing, man. It was easy to 
root for him, man. He was he was playing lights out. He had the play of the day on the touchdown throw after the scramble. That was Johnny Manziel ish right there, man. Mm-hmm. Tomorrow, same time, seven a.m. Swain event is always fueled by Dead End Barbecue. We're live here at Betty Chevrolet. Uh, as soon as I unhook the equipment here, I'm about to go look at an SUV, man. I've been I've been looking at all show long, man. I don't know how long it's going to be here, but I'm going to go look at it. It looks sweet. And I encourage you to come out and do the same thing. Over 150 new and used cars, used car vehicles uh, right here for you to choose from if you are in the market for a new vehicle. And know that Beatty Chevrolet will back that with most cars with their Beatty for li- uh, warranty for life uh, here at Beatty Chevrolet. Go to the website at BeattyChevrolet.com. Check out their inventory there. Or you can just come on the lot. Um, and see for yourself. This is exactly what I'm about to do. So, for Ben McKee, I'm Jason Swain. That is our time for today. We'll be back tomorrow, 7 a.m. Peace and love. We are out.